to The Fandom Show, the podcast where we learn about fantastic fandoms by talking to our favorites about their favorites. I'm Stephanie Malik. And I am Kaya Green. And today we are talking about this speedy little hedgehog that we all agree definitely should not have teeth. It is Sonic. Yay, Sonic, Sonic. you wonderful, creepy, teethy little dude. Ugh. Kai, what do you know about Sonic? Did you grow up with Sonic? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't really because my parents wouldn't let me have video game consoles. Aww. So, like, I grew up aware of Sonic. Um, and, like, I think I played a little bit of Sonic at other kids' houses, my Classic. cool friends that had video game consoles. Uh, I don't know if you had that when you were a kid, when you would go over to other people's houses and be like, can we play video games? I had a lot of video games. No, oh, come on. <laughs> so, no. Um, okay, well, some you, of them, yeah. you didn't live through my trauma. I understand. I'm so sorry. Um, some of you out there will know that. Um, but, yeah, so I, I didn't actually get to play uh, Sonic very much myself, but obviously it was very in the zeitgeist um, for, for a while there. Uh, I know that he is fast. Uh, I know that he wears shoes. I know that he uh, has some pals named uh, Tails and Knuckles, and uh, that there is a Dr. Robotnik, but also I think he's Dr. Eggman now. Uh, and th there lies the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> I think that's pretty pretty broad. Like, you get the gist of I wouldn't it? call that broad, but I do appreciate your support. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as far as me, uh, I played the first one uh, on Game Gear. Ooh, uh, I know ooh, Game, Gear. Game Gear, the ooh. color Game Boy that was twice as big. Whoa! Because um, size is the best when it comes to gadgets. I mean, honestly, it, it was nice to have that big color screen. That's but fair. I'll give you that. I'll give I you that. digress. Uh, do you know who does know a lot about Sonic? Oh my God, who? Well, you tell me. It's our guest. Oh, um, our guest, Ajonis Charlie, uh, they, them, also that bitch, is a black <laughs> non-binary comedian. They are a cast member in the Second City Touring Company and a star in the HBO miniseries Station Eleven and Bell Media sitcom Shelved. They are a legit celebrity and they are here to talk about Sonic. Ajonis, welcome. Welcome. Hello, I'm a legit celebrity. I'm here to talk about <laughs> Sonic. Wow. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah? I am... Living my uh, best slow-paced life in direct contrast to the topic <laughs> that we're talking about. It's been a chill summer for me. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, so Sonic, you you heard what we know, which is I would venture a guess to say not that much. Um, so let's start with telling us everything. Uh, if you were to explain to somebody who knows absolutely nothing about Sonic what this is, how would you start? Where do we even begin? <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Okay, so Sonic the Hedgehog is a hedgehog. Yes. He can go really fast. How fast exactly? We don't know. Is it the speed of sound? Is it the speed of light? It, it changes on the day, but he can go very fast. <laughs> Are there like fan theories about this? About exactly how fast? out there has to have calculated the exact kilometers per hour he's running, but regardless of what the number is, it's beyond the capabilities of a normal hedgehog. Okay. So, right, yes, which uh, are rather are, slow. Yeah, I was going to say, are yeah, hedgehogs they, fast? They, they, can, they can, like, scoot around, but that's about it. <laughs> Why like, is that can... the choice for a fast animal? I, I don't know. Like, it, when you look at the, the character himself, he doesn't really resemble a hedgehog that much. No. We're talking this, this neon blue, electric blue figure <laughs> with, like, four or five 
giant solid spikes coming out of his head. Mm-hmm. Gi- two giant eyes, which kind of connect in the middle, technically making them one eye. Oh. <laughs> I think Sonic resembles more a, a, a blue Subaru than a hedgehog, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong, yeah. And kind of has the, like, Lisa Simpson, Bart Simpson, where their hair is their head. Very Lisa, very Bart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this is a character created by the video game company Sega, who, a Japanese video game company, and they were looking to create their competitor mascot to Nintendo's Mario. Right. So where Mario has that red aesthetic, kind of the everyman, not much of a personality, just goes around saving things. Sonic is this cool thing, the the blue color, the very we want to appeal to boys type of right character yeah. that they tried to put forward, and it and it worked to help them move their various systems. And Sonic the Hedgehog it's one of the most popular video game franchise franchises of all time. So yeah. oh wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. And it was like very early '90s, uh, which you can kind of tell in the aesthetic with like the high top sneakers too. Like this yes. is a cool guy. Yes. You can tell by his shoes. Yes, the full Air Jordan yeah. kind yeah. of moment that's constantly happening on this hedgehog's feet. <laughs> <laughs> from what I understand too, uh, which I think is from the documentary High Score on Netflix, I, I think they like went through Central Park in America and showed people a bunch of different <laughs> like drawings and were like, which ones do they respond to? And like one of them was like a version of Teddy Roosevelt and then another one was a hedgehog and another one was like, I forget what the third one was, but that's the one that won out. <laughs> I mean, Sonic. between Teddy and a hedgehog, I think the choice is obvious. I mean, right? I agree. Though, I agree. <laughs> I would not be against playing an action platformer with Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> just truly just replace Sonic in those games with Teddy Roosevelt? Just yeah. be like, go. That sounds very appealing to uh, me at right? the moment. It might not have been Teddy Roosevelt, but I'm pretty sure it was. It was definitely <laughs> a dead president. <laughs> oh, God. I want the Ronald Reagan DLC. <laughs> <laughs> or he plays the villain. Oh, I love this. Okay, that's a different episode, <laughs> Yeah, when do we do the Ronald Reagan fandom? Let's get into it. I mean, it. are you signing up right now? We're in. We're God. in. Okay, Part two. this episode has taken a turn. <laughs> um, so, what was your origin story? Like, how did you get into Sonic? Yeah, I was a child. And, oh, what a child I was. I um, played a few video games as a youngin, but I was very much like... Uh, that kind of Nintendo 64. I was always like a console behind right? because it couldn't really afford the like newest cool video game system. Mm-hmm. So at one point, I, I got a newspaper route delivering newspapers to various spots in the city, and it's the most rigorous job I've ever had in my life. Really? The <laughs> most labor-intensive, exploitative, well, maybe second most exploitative job, but oh. <laughs> that's a bit of tea that serves no one. <laughs> <laughs> um... Now I have to ask, you don't have to name names, what was the first? Uh, a company we're all familiar okay, with. Okay, great. Wonderful. Mine. Yeah. Moving along. Yeah, yeah, moving Anyways. on. <laughs> keep that in. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I was, so the way the route worked was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, I don't know if you've ever delivered newspapers before, but oh. they send you the, the newspaper themselves, and then they, they send you a stack of flyers, a massive, thick stack of, like, uh, Flyers equivalent to the how many houses you're delivering to, so like 40, 30, right. 40 flyers. And then on a Wednesday afternoon, I would drag in these giant sacks of paper. I would open the newspaper, take the flyers, put the flyers in the newspaper, close the newspaper, roll it up, oh and then God. tie an elastic around it. And if it was raining, put a, that bundled newspaper into a bag, tie the bag up, oh my God. throw it all in a wagon, walk kind of uh, 
to the cul-de-sac across from mine because I wasn't doing my exact one. I was doing the one across the street. And then throw the, well, I was walking up mostly because lawns are too big <laughs> and my arms are too small. I can't throw that far. That, that's a hard, that's a part, hard pitch. It, it, yeah. it, it really is. I have not played enough softball to be good at that. <laughs> uh, deliver to, to these places three times a week. Every three weeks, the way I got paid was by knocking on the door of each house and being like, hi, it's me, your newspaper courier. I, I've been the one delivering your newspapers for the past three weeks. Paying is not optional at all, but if you would be so kind to um, give me $6 for my work, I would appreciate it. Appreciate that so much. Oh my God. So, <laughs> begging, I'm knocking on 30 doors, begging for $6. I maybe have a hit rate of about 10% because my sister is competing and she's much cuter than me. <laughs> so she really, I really lost out on a lot of opportunity. But I would collect the money, put it into a bank account, which the news advertiser had access to. And they would take $30 every three weeks as a fee for the opportunity. Oh my what? god. Essentially sometimes halving the amount of like revenue I was bringing in. So that was my economic foundation. But I got good at it eventually to the point where I was able to afford buying my own video games because what else is a child to do? Yeah. Yes. Buy of video course. games. And I bought the Nintendo GameCube and one of the first games that I ever got with my own money was Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, which ended up being one of the best and one of the worst games of all time. Um, probably the best at the time, on reflection, so bad. So bad. <laughs> what made it bad in reflection? This is, there is no reason for there to be so much melodrama amongst these walking animals. Like, it's so extreme. The, the like, synopsis of the very first Sonic the Hedgehog game is Sonic's chilling around on South Island. Uh-oh, evil Dr. Robotnik is trapping the, island, the, the animals on the island to use their power for no good. Sonic has to save them by letting them out of the, those canisters. That's yep. the entire plot of the first game. Pretty straightforward. Then we come to Sonic 2 Adventure Battle. And I'm going to speed read as much of the plot <laughs> as I can. Yes, please. Yes. Learning of a secret weapon from the diary of, of his deceased grandfather, Professor Gerald Robotnik, Eggman infiltrates a high-security GUN gun facility and revives it using a Chaos Emerald. The weapon, a black hedgehog and self-proclaimed ultimate life form named Shadow, offers to help Eggman conquer the world, telling him to rendezvous rendezvous at an abandoned space colony arc with more Chaos Emeralds. Shadow, <laughs> Shadow goes to Chaos, Central City, encountering GUN's forces after stealing an emerald. Shadow has vowed to fulfill a promise to a girl, Maria, who... What? <laughs> a human girl, which he interprets as one of revenge. Shadow blasts through the military force and meets Sonic. After a brief confrontation, Shadow escapes and GUN captures Sonic, whom they mistake for Shadow. So three uh. diverging plot lines later, they go to space and <laughs> <What>? <laughs> with all of the chaos emeralds, like uh, a, a Sonic and Shadow team up as like the super Sonic, like kind of like in uh, Dragon Ball Z when they go Super Saiyan, they turn gold. There's that in Sonic when they collect all the chaos emeralds. Oh, it's <laughs> oh a lot, and they de defeat they defeat the ultimate life form, which is this giant turtle in space. Oh sure, yeah, of space course, turtle. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then 
uh, classically, as all action things go, uh, Shadow, who's the antagonist turned deuteragonist or like anti-hero, uh, sacrifices his life to defeat the ultimate life form, and he like falls back to <laughs> Earth from space. Oh, Lord. Wow. Uh, the president's there, and that's pretty much... Which president? <laughs> I want to say Ronald Reagan. <laughs> hey, we already got what we asked for. <laughs> yeah, it's very interconnected. Um, so the, the, the franchise goes off the rails so thoroughly, which is part of the joy of being part of the fandom, because it is so funny how serious some games are and then later in, on in the series you become self-aware of that and you really never know what you're getting with a, a Sonic the Hedgehog game but Sonic the uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle was my personal first. Oh my god. I feel wow. like I thought Sonic was literally just run around, collect coins, do loops because oh, no. I only played the very first game and no. now hearing this like this universe what this is like some Kingdom Hearts level. What is happening? One hundred percent. I yeah. love this. Oh yeah. my god! It's exactly drama. Like that. It's very dramatic. It's very political. <laughs> it's very. <laughs> <laughs> okay, people loved the first game. Now we need ideas for the second game. What do we need? <laughs> space. Just yeah. pulling things out of a hat randomly. Like, yeah. oh, completely. Space? International geopolitics. <laughs> <laughs> the kids uh, will love it. Yeah, they and you know what. I did. And they did. Yeah, it yeah. really worked for me. And there's chow racing, so there's really something for everyone. What? There's what racing? The what? So it, there's a side character called Chows, which is this little, like, cute ball, a blue ball of energy, sort of. They look like <laughs> they look like plushy. They, they look like they're made to be merchandise, which, you know, we all love. Right, yeah. Um, and you kind of collect them in the levels you traverse in the game. And when you collect them, they go to, like, this chow garden. And you can, like, bring them fruits to help them grow up. And they can, like, Aww. different fruits train they're different so, stats. They're so cute. They're, they're incredibly so cute. cute. You know what they look like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know, I always need a hit of chow every now and then. <laughs> For those of you who are listening to this audio podcast, we just looked at a picture of them, and they're very small and cute. Yes, please Google along. Please you will Google. be very pleasantly surprised. And there's going to be so much more for you to Google oh my God. as we go through this. Um, you can feed the fruits, it trains different stats, and also changes how they look, which is really interesting. Oh my God. And then you can send them off to race and to do like like uh, Mortal Kombat type fights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tiny obsessed. Have Mortal Kombat fights. Yeah, they kind of do. They gotta, maybe not really with the fatalities of Mortal Kombat, but I mean, if there was ever a reason to bring it back, oh I would love that. Just gen gentle combat. Gentle combat. G gentle combat. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, there's too much content in that game, which is why it appealed to obsessive children like me who yeah. spend thousands of hours playing, exploring every nook and cranny and making more busy work for myself. Of course. Yeah. Right. Because there's so much to do. There's so much. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, I also wrote down just as you were reading that through that... <laughs> Robotnik is Gerald Robotnik Eggman. That's his full name. <sighs> It's too complicated. It's, <laughs> oh, God. it's too complicated. Let's get into it. Gerald Robotnik is, I believe, the grandfather, and I think it's like Evo Robotnik who is the Eggman that we know of. Originally, he was just called Doctor Robotnik, but in like when the games got more popular in North America and the localization became more important, they changed it to Eggman, which is just a more 
most Sonic heads prefer, I think, Robotnik, but Eggman is just more fun and more evocative. You're not going to get a nice Jim Carrey out of Robotnik. I don't, <laughs> I don't feel yes. like a fair point. Yeah, he's an Eggman yes. to me. Got it. Um, so you've, you've touched on a few characters. Can you walk us through like the main characters of the franchise? So we know Sonic, you've mentioned uh, Shadow, we've talked about yeah. Gerald Robotnik. Yeah, there's, okay, so there's like a million different side characters. There's Knuckles the Echidna, um, whose <laughs> defining personality trait is that he has like spikes on his knuckles. So in sick. case you didn't know, yeah, yeah, pretty sick. Uh, Tails Prower, who's a uh, Fox, who has two tails, uh, hint, hint in the name, and he can <laughs> spin them around to fly. He's also super smart. Uh, as we go on, the list gets extremely big, and it goes off the rails pretty fast. Essentially, it's very, you can say a uh, generic Anglo-Saxon name, the adjective, random slightly obscure mammal. Like, you fill in those <laughs> blanks and you will probably land on a character that exists. What? Yeah. Get some examples? So we have, like, um, like, Rouge, <laughs> the weirdly sexy bat, is a character. Um, and please Google along. Please Google Rouge the bat. Uh, we will here as well. To clarify, it is not weirdly sexy. It is Rouge the sexy bat? Rouge, technically, Rouge the, bat. the name oh, is... Oh, she's very sexy. Yeah. It's like Jessica Rabbit level. Oh my God. Very Jessica Rabbit. Very step on me mommy energy. Like, no kidding. It's while her, technically sexy is not in her name, but it is in her herself. So you <laughs> don't really need it. There's like, um, uh, Charmy the Flying Bee, which, did they need to specify flying? Because <laughs> As opposed to a walking <laughs> bee? <laughs> wow. I don't know. Um, just like, uh, uh, Vector, the, I think, ninja chameleon? What? Or it's like a salamander. Um, this is wild. There's, there's so many characters. I had no idea. I thought that, I legitimately thought there were like five Sonic characters tops. There are hundreds. Shugger, wow. Cream the Rabbit. Cream the Rabbit. Espio the Chameleon. Es Espio, that's what's name. Yeah. Blaze the Cat. And Blaze then there's the just cat. Amy Rose. Amy Rose. <laughs> Not a rose. And the way they do Amy dirty throughout. I've heard, yeah, looking sad. through things like, what what happened to Amy? What's going on with Amy? They She doesn't really get an adventure of her own. Like in the, the 2004 game Sonic Heroes, she kind of has a stint where she gets to go off on her own. In that game, there's like four teams of three characters. There's like a Sonic team, which is the classic Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, the Team Dark, which is a Shadow, Rouge, and a robot who's like named uh, C-3PO or something like that. <laughs> something very original and not from the <laughs> yeah, other Yeah, no, yeah, totally. Something very, whatever uh, Elon Musk's, Musk's child's name is, that's where he got it from. <laughs> Perfect. That's Team Dark, and then Team... Team... Uh, other is like SBO the chameleon, uh, Vector the alligator, and Charmy the flying bee. And then Amy <laughs> finally gets her own team. You don't really get to play her a lot in the series. And she gets team cute. And it's the most condescending wow. <laughs> adventure with uh, Big the cat and uh, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, this cute little rabbit thing. Well, 
the cute little rabbit thing is probably her name based on how condescending <laughs> the storyline is. And like all the other three storylines are so like high stakes, high octane, like espionage, murder, um, like, and, and they have different play styles too. So on Son- Team Sonic, you gotta go fast through all the missions. Team Dark, you gotta go, it's very difficult. Like enemies have higher attack power and Team uh, uh, Other, the that espionage team has like, each level is a different mission where you have to like complete it without getting seen by a single enemy. And then Team Q is like, don't die. <laughs> In fact, you can't die. You can't take damage. What? Yeah, you blow bubbles. Get your nails painted. Get your Let's nails painted. Shopping. Make friends with five flowers. Like what? Very, very condescending. <laughs> and all the storylines are supposed to unite at the end, but it's like three teams doing the most, and then Team Cute's like, and I'm here too. We made you sandwiches. We made you sandwiches. Uh, yeah, that has a real big like focus group, we need something for the girls mm-hmm. energy. Uh, of just like, but they won't like all the fast and the murder and the trying hard, so why don't we give them bubbles? Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's essentially what it is. Yeah. And to be fair, I personally love bubbles. The bubble gameplay in the game is fantastic. <laughs> well, there's my that. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Their market research hit me strongly. But that's the kind of vibe that they have towards Amy, I feel, throughout the franchise. Really? She gets to be the one who nags Sonic like like an old like wife of a 50s sitcom, like a nuclear family sitcom. It's very, it's very boring. Um, she gets more personality in like the later years in those series where they're being more self-aware, but still, it's like hashtag justice for Amy. Ugh. Yeah, just justice for Amy. Um, some of these games, there's a lot of games, right? Too many. Uh, yeah, too many. Excellent. Yep. Can you can you run us like obviously. There's a lot, but mm-hmm. can you run us through some of the key ones, some of the best ones, some of the worst ones? Absolutely. Uh, key games in the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. Uh, first, Sonic 1, 2, and 3. These are the classic 2D side-scroller games where we get to know uh, those core characters, Sonic, Knuckles, Tails, and they come on uh, over the course of the games. Um, we get to know Sonic's key like gameplay mechanics that are very classic, like his spin dash where he rolls into the ball and it's like zing, and then you run off. <laughs> I do remember liking that one. Yeah, yeah. that's a good mechanic. Um, him, whenever he gets hurt, explodes into a pile of rings and you have to collect them all. Um, and those the, the soundtracks that are complete fire, just bop after bop. Um, in Sonic the Hedgehog 3, allegedly Michael Jackson contributed to the to the soundtrack. What? And, you know, you could kind of tell. It, it, it's all bops. So definitely spend a day. You'll be very pleasantly surprised. Um, but they also immediately, like, that was around the time when his first sexual abuse allegations were coming out. So they're oh, like, no, Michael Jackson had nothing nothing to do with these uh, soundtracks. Oh, Lord. Well, you can kind of tell. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I Please, I, I deserve to get canceled for it, but I still listen to the Sonic the Hedgehog 3 soundtrack. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, I mean, don't at them. Ostensibly, uh, the, there's no official connection. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, so allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, um, yeah. What's the deal with the rings? So, do, throughout this universe where they're suddenly in space and on these like other weird adventures, <laughs> do they still have to collect rings? 
That's how you live, I suppose, because that's like your life force. It's your life force. You it's know not what? like your your salary or like your it's both. And what a statement on modern day capitalism <laughs> that is. I have to agree. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Any little thing. Sonic is living this highly tenuous life, living paycheck to paycheck. Any little inconvenience that touches him, boom, his money's all gone, down to zero. If he gets hit again, he dies. And that is just the life right now. I was just oh going to say, gosh. this feels hugely relatable. Yes. <laughs> if you got injured by something, what would you drop? Oh, coins. Coins? It would, it would make the exact same sound as <laughs> Just loonies and toonies splashing everywhere. What would you drop if you got injured? I mean, I, I can't think of anything more than money, but like maybe <laughs> snacks. Oh yeah, a, a bunch of Oreos. a bunch of snacks. Yeah, <laughs> and I would pick up every single one absolutely. of those damn Oreos. Absolutely, absolutely. Mine would just probably be like little joints. A little joints. <laughs> yeah, just tiny little joints. No, I need it. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh. Okay. Um, yeah, those are the those are the first three core games you need to know. Then soon after, we start get hitting. 3D territory in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Right. Uh, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2 are like the key games in that era where it's so, the plots are melodramatic, it's so goofy, but there's so much to do and everything's kind of janky in that era, so we Ooh. forgive everything. Yeah. Um, must play, complete must play, so the Sonic that, uh, the Shadow the Hedgehog game because. Ooh. There are a lot of guns. Shadow has a gun. <laughs> Shadow wields guns. It is the most grim, dark take on any ever, and it's just ridiculous that it ever existed. <laughs> the amount of guns I've never I've played so much Grand Theft Auto, and there are fewer weapons, <laughs> less weaponry in those than in this game. So must play. Why does Shadow have so many guns? Because no, no one else has guns. He has emotional issues <laughs> <laughs> that he still needs to work through. Uh, and apparently Maria was not enough. I'm sure Maria said, no, Shadow, don't. You don't need this violence. And, and he chose violence. He, he chose, he chose violence. He's always using violence. So much depth so far. We're talking geopolitical issues. Yes. We're talking about <laughs> economic. Uh, we're talking about, like, uh, comments on society. We're talking about violence. Yes, oh yes. Massive, massive commentary on uh, the times. I'm sure there's a 9-11 allegory in the game. I'm, oh I'm pretty God. sure there, there are multiple, actually. It's oh God. very strange. <laughs> oh, my <It's> God. Very, <laughs> uh, but that, that's one of the must-plays. Probably the most important Sonic game would have to be Sonic 06 which is famously one of the biggest train wrecks <laughs> of all time, one of the worst games of all time. Oh, my God. Famously. It is worth a playthrough just for the dumpster fire that it is. It's, they, they had such high ambition. They were trying to make the Sonic Adventure 3, this hugely ambitious, um, almost open-world-feeling uh, video game. And then I think they had major budgetary issues. They oh, didn't no. want to extend their timeline, oh, so no. they pushed out a totally broken game. And it has resulted in just a feast for the eyes of uh, glitches, extremely long loading screens, and some of the worst plotting ever put to video game oh, screen. Wow. Wow. Uh, I think I can sum up the best of it in one sentence is that uh, is with um, 
Sonic makes out with a human girl. And what? What? <laughs> but he's a hedgehog, Jadis. There are so many questions. <laughs> so so little time to answer. How does he even meet this human girl? Um, I, I don't. How do they meet? A, uh, a bar? Is it a bar? <laughs> it's it's. it's it, it, it may as well be like it, yeah. Kind of has like dating sim vibes. Wow, so she's an like adult? the daughter of another president, but like it feels like they're in Greece. It feels partner. like they're in Greece. <laughs> There's a lot of, and this isn't even the bottom of the of the barrel when it comes to to <laughs> presidents and <laughs> Sonic. The Sonic culture and presidential culture seem to have a complete overlap. We've lost Steph. Steph is absolutely crushed. Yeah, the most, like, I think the most famous Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction has starts with Obama <laughs> giving, like, a very straightforward, like, State of the Union address. Okay. And then a reporter asks the question, and the best quote in it is he's like, he's like, you mean the Chaos Emeralds? Um, it's just, it's, it's, one of, it's a huge meme. It's, it's hard oh to explain. Um, but... Yeah, it, it that itself spun off a whole cinematic universe where Trump and Joe Biden have their own like interactions with Sonic characters and the Chaos Emeralds, and it's it's all. And, sorry, this is like fan fan. This is fan fiction, but I'm, there's, I'm sure there's allegory to it in the actual mm-hmm. games. Oh, yeah, if you yeah. Read into it. yeah. Sonic 06 is like very political. Like the 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 girl that. Sonic's dating, I guess, in the game, <laughs> is like the 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 daughter of of I believe a president of like some high official. And honestly, I don't remember the rest of the plot of the game because it's it's the world gets destroyed at some point. Um, but it's very it's very American politics. Imagine it was just Chelsea um, Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh boy. Probably was. <laughs> Uh, so you published an article in Beaverton. Uh, we were talking about Knuckles and Sonic as characters you didn't know are black. Can you yes. expand on that for us? Yes. Okay. In animation, I just there's not a lot of authentic representation for people of color in general, but especially the black characters and the ones that are there are always hugely stereotypical, not well depicted, which has led us to needing to see ourselves in characters that aren't ostensibly black. Like, you're looking for the, like, queer-coded characters. Yep, yep. We're looking for black-coded characters as well. And so it is not only my hypothesis, a, a very common hypothesis, that Knuckles in particular is a black man uh, of Caribbean descent, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And there are various there are various markers that stand to to justify why this is. First of all, his shoes. Okay. He was rocking Yeezy boosters from before they even existed. (laughs) Do you think that's where he got the idea for them? That's absolutely... Look at any Yeezy boosters and you're like, this belongs on a hedgehog. Like, this is... This is made for hedgehogs. Yeah, this is made for... These are not human shoes. These are (laughs) definitely made for people going over... Who are breaking the sound barrier? Of uh, course, consistent basis. Yeah, and uh, yeah. this is another point in which you can Google along. Yes, please Google um, Easy Booster, and you can easily imagine it on a four foot tall. Yeah, absolutely. Some yep. sort of small rodent that is going at a great, great speed. Yeah, any any marsupial. Oh yeah, damn. Yeah, that's a speedy shoe. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. you gotta go fast in those. That's just <laughs> law. Um, there's that. There's his spikes, which 
honestly have the complete appearance to me of dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. Those are dreadlocks. Yep. Those are dreads. I, I'm just putting it out there. Um, his theme song, okay, we're talking about a series in which we went from 8-bit bangers, beeps and boops, yep. to ska, and like, <laughs> which, which is like Sonic's, uh, uh, all his themes feel like coming straight out of Sum 41. Because he's a cool, cool guy. Because he's a cool, cool guy. And then Knuckles' theme out of nowhere, when you play his levels in, in the later games, are all like hard-hitting boom-bap 90s rap. <laughs> and it's so clear. Like, they, the amount of raps they had written about securing the Chaos Emeralds. Oh, my God. Because there's, there's lyrics to them all. And it's, it's like, this can't be any clearer. Like, this is, this is fully... This is this is a black man. This is a black man, and the icing on the cake. Of course, we have Idris Elba playing him in Sonic oh, Hedgehog yeah. Two, and it's like, well, and the, and the journey is complete. So that's yeah. just canon. It's fully canon. That's just canon at that yeah. point. That's not even in theory. No, I yeah. love that because all the everyone else playing for the most part is uh, a white man, and then yeah, making that casting. Choice. Yeah, but even that I would believe is like definitely not correct casting. Like Sonic himself, also black, maybe biracial. I'll give, but. <laughs> Like, I, Jaleel White played Sonic the Hedgehog in the original Sonic the Hedgehog animated what? series. Okay, so also canon. Also canon, that's yes. Steve Urkel, if you don't know. Steve Urkel. Uh, and, you know, look at the Olympics. Who else is running that fast? Just going to say it. Oh, so there we go. It's out there. You heard it here first. Absolutely. Tails is non-binary, but that's besides the point. <laughs> and I love that. As a non-binary person whose favorite character was Tails, I love that. And I think we we all we all we are Tails. I feel like <laughs> we're the Tails of our collective like friend groups. I feel I'm definitely the Tails of my friend group. I'm like sure the eighty heroes just being like, guys, don't do that. <laughs> Come on, don't. bubbles, Bubble. bubbles, um, yeah. So I I feel. Um, yeah, I've always feel I felt identified a little bit with with characters in that way. I also my feelings kind of also extend to like the Mario universe. Like I'm completely offended that Chris Pratt is playing Mario. It just feels like it's it's pasta washing. It's like we're we're removing the <laughs> Italian culture from a truly Italian man. I mean, I have to have yeah, to agree right? with that. Yeah, have to agree. Chris Pratt, he, he can play Bowser. He's closer in demeanor, I think. Make him Toad. To make him Toad. Make yes. Him toad. Make him Toad. Yep. Hollywood, I know you're listening. Change it up. Make him Toad. Yeah. Goomba even. Put yeah. him there. But Mario should be played by Danny DeVito, like something completely absolutely where, where you feel, or Charles Martinet, his actual voice actor, put him on screen. I mean, it's not a live action movie. This is an animated <laughs> movie, but I would love to see Charles Martinet legitimately play Mario. Just animate the face to be his face on Mario. I would pay too much money to see that. <laughs> I don't think there is a too much money to see that. Absolutely not. My life savings, all my rings. You all, can my take rings. all my rings. All my rings. It's worth it. It's worth Completely it. Completely worth it. Whole paper route. Let's go. <laughs> um, so some people uh, think of Sonic and just think, obviously, of the, the video game. But similar to Mario, there's a huge extended universe to oh, yeah. Sonic. Uh, yeah. So what are some things that uh, people should know about the extended universe of Sonic? Oh, the Sonic extended universe. There's so much... There's a lot of merchandise, mm-hmm. for one, um, and the, the comics. I think the most important cultural artifact, once you get out of the 
games themselves. Um, well, you have the TV shows, the original animated mm-hmm. series, more recent animated Sonic Sonic X was a big one in the middle between uh, the original and recent years. Sonic Boom was the fun one where they kind of like make fun of everything that's happened before. So it's actually it's surprising. It's one of the shows that kids would love, but if you know anything about Sonic, it's like an all ages kind of thing. Like right, it's very tongue in cheek. Very, very, very tongue in cheek. It's a good time. Um, so you have those going on. You have the huge movies, Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, how, how do you feel about those? <laughs> Adonis is clutching their chest right now. Yeah, my pearls, my, oh, my pearls. Um, from, I remember day one when we saw the original <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog design where he looked like a sad and broken Muppet. <laughs> When he looked completely decrepit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Little teeth. Stuff and Little nightmares. Te- completely nightmarish and so appropriate for the franchise. Like, that is, that is what this is. Like, in a way, completely understood the assignment. <laughs> then they put all that work in, into redesigning the, the model they use in the movie, which is, of course, the right choice. But, oh, the things that could have been... There's a strong online community revolving around release the sad Sonic cut. Like, put, do a remaster where we get to see the whole film with that sad. Or, this is a Googleable moment, people. This is a Googleable moment if you haven't seen the original Sonic the Hedgehog design, the movie. Um, the stuff of dreams. Um, so there are those movies, there's the shows, but the most important part, I think, is you need to experience the fandom, the fan fictions. The alternate histories, the the online culture of Sonic the Hedgehog, because that's where the real riches are. I feel like there's the the Obama, you mean the Chaos Emeralds meme, which is <laughs> beautiful. There are um, there's oh there, there's so much. There's like there's like YouTube channels that have gotten really popular where people. Like collectives who have trained, like done voice training to sound like uh, Sonic characters, redub their the scenes, cutscenes from the earlier games oh to be God. about <laughs> weirdly current matters, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's so funny, and they also completely nailed like the vo- the tone, like their character tones, wow, like the way that they're written, but they're talking about like being sad about the abortion laws going down in the U.S. But they're also funny. Like it, oh it's like God. it's so How? funny. But there's a YouTube channel called Jet J E H T T, which is just it's a treasure trove or a bottomless pit, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> of redubs, spend a day. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's so good. Did you see uh, in Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers movie by any chance? They have a sad Sonic. Yes, I, I haven't seen the movie, but I have seen that scene because how could I? How could not? you not? Yeah, how could Sonic you miss fan? it? Yeah, yeah. It is. It is very good. It's so. It funny. is so fun, and I, I need a whole series. I need a whole series of Sad Sonic. <laughs> Um, I want this to happen for you and for all of us. Okay, this is what we're doing. We're using all of our star power here at the Fandom Show. We are going to start some sort of GoFundMe. Yes. And we are going to make this happen for you, Adonis. Thank you. Well, not even for me, for Sad Sonic himself. Make who it is, for the world. <laughs> for the world. It. For the world, for all the presidents that have ever been. <laughs> but I think the, the best part, 
the most wild part are the, I don't know what, what to officially call them, but the the Sonic Sonas, like the fursonas that people oh, made. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. In the vein of Sonic yep. characters. Like, people take it so far and then write their own fan fictions and then have their own Sonic universes, which I love so much that I kind of made some for ourselves right here. So I have some designs to show you. No. Oh, my gosh. No. Like some some alternate personas for the both of you. Oh, no. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. For myself. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. a gift. We so have to. Oh, my gosh. Gift. I'm so excited. You'll probably see this on wherever you connect with the fandom show online, on social media. Oh, my it might, gosh. It might end up there. So I think... For you, Kaya, oh this my is God. Marge, the mildly aggressive Maine Coon. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. This will be up on our social media. So if you're listening to this right now, I highly recommend you go to the fandom show and uh, see the thing we posted On with Twitter this. and Instagram. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Yeah, I don't know what your, your actual abilities are. Being yeah. sassy. Just Being cool sassy. hair. With That's those a great boots. hair. I, yeah, I agree. <gasps> yeah. I, I will own that. I will take that I and I will own this. it. Yes, oh yes. I can't God. wait to read your fanfic. Oh, It'll I can't either. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. For you, Steph, I have Randy the recently divorced <laughs> rhino. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he, why, is the, why, why does the rhino have bat wings? I think he's half bat. I think he's just... <laughs> I love the wings. <laughs> oh, yes. He, he oh, kept yes. the wings in the divorce. He did. He did. He did. And he doesn't need them. It's just a status. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I then for me, um, what's their name again? Oh, yeah. Bobby, the African-American. Oh, oh yes. I absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. That looks like something That's Simone so would wear on Drag Race. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I love that. Oh, oh my gosh! Wow. So good. Um, I I feel like we could describe these now, but I feel like you just need oh, to go look them up. Yeah. So uh, please check out our our socials for that. Wow, what a gift! Thank you for Thank this you. gift. Thank you. Thank you. It was a it's a it's a gift. Just getting to uh, divulge, <laughs> in, indulge <laughs> in the multifaceted uh, lore and legacy that is Sonic the Hedgehog series. Oh it's wonderful. So we uh, went to the uh, ring-filled uh, internet uh, to find some hot takes that basically we've asked our listeners and also just done some research to find out what some of the hot takes of the Sonic fandom are. So we're just going to share them with you and we'd love your reactions. Uh, this I'm going to read the first one uh, because we've talked about it a bit. The Sonic movie redesign robbed us of a so bad it's good movie and instead left us with a mediocre and generic kids film. Who said that? Uh, I don't have a source for that. That was the internet. Well, they write, but, <laughs> but you can't listen. That's not what we, we actually, okay, there, I, I, there's a lot of merit to the statement. Uh, Sonic is a franchise, part of the greatest joys in it when you get these spectacular failures. So for it to be a moderate success is kind of not disappointing, but, you know, it could have been so much more. But the fact that we got a journey in the lead-up to the film itself, that we had that sad Sonic <laughs> experience in the first place, which never happens for any other kind of movie, really. Other than Cats. Other than Cats. Other than oh, yeah. cats. Hashtag yes. release a butthole cut. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> There's so many things that require release. Yes, yes. Campaigns. Why does Zack Snyder get to re-release? Like, nobody really wants that. We yeah. want buttholes and bad Sonic. Yeah, Zack Snyder fans, use your power for good. Yes, get, us get us buttholes. Get us buttholes. Get us 
teeth and buttholes. <laughs> little teeth and buttholes. That's going to be the name of my memoir. Yeah. <laughs> or my a Sonic fanfic. Uh, wonderful. Okay. Uh, do we feel like we covered that one? Yeah. I got yeah. lost in teeth and buttholes. <laughs> okay, how about this? Um, uh, this one comes from Evil Dice Monkey, uh, who uh, hit us up on our Discord with this. You can check out our Discord and uh, give us hot takes. Uh, Sonic's whole gimmick is, is his speed, and that works best on the boring, straightforward levels. All the exciting levels are about slowing you down and carefully navigating your way around, timing jumps, waiting for platforms to move into the right position. The cl- complete opposite of what attracted me slash you to the character. Thoughts? Uh, see what you're saying. No. <laughs> I don't agree. I think some of the best level design you find in, oh, ew, this is sounding so, like, uh, academic for this conversation. <laughs> Do it. Bring it. Some of the best levels, you, you find the best level design, in my opinion, in Sonic Colors and Sonic Unleashed, where you enter a state of flow. And I think that's what Sonic is really about. Um when you're moving so fast and you feel like you're like supernaturally predicting what's to come and you and the way forward feels like one in the same. I think the stop and slow down pieces of gameplay actually kind of defeat the purpose. Like it's we're not it's not a puzzle platformer. Okay? That's not what we're here for. Right. And a lot of people have problems with like the, the 3D games where they try like a beat 'em up style like a platformer, and those, let's be honest, those are nobody's favorite. Right. So mm. I think Sonic is at his best when he's going fast. Listen, like, we wouldn't have moments like the top of Sonic Adventure 2 Battle where we get a huge ska bop. We're on a <laughs> skateboard skating down, like, we're on a metal skateboard skating down the San, the hills of San Francisco. Sure. Going forward so fast. That is peak Sonic, not blowing bubbles. <laughs> uh, this one is Sonic is better in the West. Uh, they refer to Sonic's Japanese characterization as nothing but an expository goody good for much of the game and compare him to a generic anime protagonist. Yeah, that's true. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I feel like in the West, well, he's such. He's supposed to be westernized in the first place. Like, that's kind of part of the point, using American culture as, as the marker of what's cool, especially in the 90s where, like, yeah, yeah. blue jeans and hot dogs were the, the cool things. We've come so far, people. <laughs> <laughs> now it's blue jeans and veggie dogs. Yes. That's right. Huge moves. <laughs> <laughs> Major difference. Um, so, yeah, I think that one has a lot of truth to it. Okay, okay. How about this? Uh, modern Sonic is currently cringe, but I would like to mention that my favorite era of Sonic is when he was voiced by Jason Griffith, when Sonic was more relatable, cool, and badass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Badass. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel like badass factors into no, the... No, I think Shadow's the badass. He has guns. Yes. Um, <laughs> he chose violence. He chose violence. Um... The pros and cons to both era, both eras. I think the vocal performance Ben Schwartz is doing right now is actually really fun. Very, very quickly, very marvelly. I, I get that, and really aged him down. Sonic the Hedgehog right now really feels like a kid playing around, which is what they're really going for. Um, How old is Sonic? Is he a cool teen? Is he like got a mortgage? 
Yeah. Is he a child just having some fun? Is he paying rent with these rings? Or He's got a like, girlfriend. Yeah. At one point. Kind of. Has a, oh, yeah, yeah. A full woman. Full woman. <laughs> yeah. Full woman. <laughs> uh, I think it depends on where your entry point to the okay, series is. Okay. Uh, so he's had a lot of ups and downs. Um, mostly lives outside. I think the most current Sonic is definitely a full child. He's a 35 year old. In what? According where? to you, I don't know. I He's just canonically said Sonic the Hedgehog, 35? it just says 35 years. <laughs> that, how that old raises... is Mario? Uh, oh, how? Oh, and then another one says he's 15, so no one knows. Uh, we're going to look at how old is Mario. <laughs> Welcome to the Google, Google 41. episode. 41. 41. Okay. Younger than Mario. No, yeah, yeah, he has that, a whole plumbing yeah. career. Wow, what a spry man. Middle-aged yeah. man. That's Very a lot of jumping. A lot of yeah, jumping. For a, for a 40. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Here's another one. I simply wish people stopped using the comics or the movies as a weapon to bludgeon the games with. The comics are mediocre at best, while the movie does its own thing in a unique way. It's just stupid to compare them. There is no lore in this series. Like, there's nothing to be beholden to. Let's let's not pretend like anyone is... Well, no, for sure people are poring over each detail and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This isn't right, this isn't right. Those true are the of every right. fandom. <laughs> yes, yeah. definitely true of every fandom. Um, but not useful to anyone. Yeah, the movies are definitely totally being their own thing. And each any reference from any previous point in the series are going to be those most high-level things that everyone's going to know and understand. Um, so let's just leave that. Alone. <laughs> if we really cared about tying things together, I expect we'd have Maria as a romantic co-lead by now at this point, or like a, a giant space turtle. Okay. <laughs> we, we would see that by now. Um, leave it alone. <laughs> Let it be what it is. Let it be. Let it be itself. Yeah. You know? They're just trying new things. They're trying to find who they are. It's, it's okay. Yeah. All, right, all right. How about this one? Sonic Spinball is the best Sonic game. That one comes from Andrew Hunt. I won't say no. Oh. I won't say no. Sonic Spinball is pretty good. Uh, I think what it lacks is bangers. The best part, the best part about the games is usually the soundtracks, yeah. which are no matter the quality of the games themselves, the soundtrack is always hot. Uh, Sonic Spinball I, has some of the worst music in the series, unfortunately. So can't be a fave for me, but like Sonic Unleashed, where I think like, all the continents in the world are like split up and you have to put them back together to get oh, something okay. ridiculous. Something like that. Yep. You know, a typical responsibility of a hedgehog, put the world back together. A 15-year-old hedgehog. A 15 or, or 30, 35. 35 in that one. Yeah, 35 <laughs> for sure. Yeah, a more reasonable expectation <laughs> yeah. of a 35-year-old. It I might think just be different agree. points in Sonic's life. Yeah, yeah definitely. True, true, true. Uh, and I have to say, Brian McLaughlin, really, one of our hot takes was about how it has the most bopping soundtrack of all time. Oh, yes. That game, like... It's about, it takes different cultures and kind of generalizes them and it makes music out of it. And it's so good. Like, it, it's live instrumentation with like real like orchestral instruments and it sounds amazing. And each like level has a day version and a night version. What? So you get like these like moody, jazzy chords over the same melodies from the, the day version. You're like, I'm gonna I cry. This that. is the most beautiful. Beethoven could never, okay? Beethoven could never, <laughs> never. do this. Um, so that's a must-have for a best game 
in the Sonic franchise for me. You gotta have the bops. Yeah, all right, okay, good. Um, this one comes from our pod mom, uh, Diana McCallum. Tails is a superior character because he can just fly over everything. <sighs> Tails is slow. Tails is slow. He's a little slow. But he can fly. He can fly. Well, that's why they team up so often, and yes. that's the beauty of the Sonic series. That's actually one of the main mechanics of Sonic Heroes is you, you run past a bunch of op- obstacles, and occasionally there will be something you have to fly over, so you switch to Tails uh, as the as the ringleader, uh, and he'll fly over things, and then you can switch to Knuckles to like blast through walls, and switching strategically is the whole core point. So you know what? I don't take any favorites among the characters, <laughs> except for Rouge the Bat, who is a hot mama and can do whatever <laughs> she wants to be, and I'm extremely gay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, okay, well then I have to have to ask, last but not least, what is your hot take on this series? My hot take on this series is that it's terrible. <laughs> it's not good. It's so bad. It's even the best games are bad, and we need to all come to the point of agreement that this this is not much here, but we need to embrace the awful because that's that's what makes it good. Um, we get amazing music, mediocre gameplay, mind-boggling in a bad way stories, and glitches galore, and it all coalesces into a horrible, amazing package. From the very first time I played Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, even as a child, I knew there's something, there's something deeply wrong with... <laughs> <laughs> the plotting of this game. There, why is there? <laughs> why do I need to escort the president on this highway? <laughs> why are there so many presidents? Why are there so many presidents? But the more we embraced the chaos, the more appealing the series is. And I think when the series also follows that uh, point of logic, that's when it's at its best. Like, I love the Sonic games where Sonic has a sword. I love so- the Sonic games where he, he becomes a genie. Like, <laughs> what? Like, there's a whole, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole Sonic takes on, like, Sonic embraces Islamic culture is a whole game. Wow. And it's, it, it's, it's kind of fire. Like, oh the soundtrack is Bob after Bob, and the minigames are the best in the series. Um, the more inappropriate the things are, that are happening to these <laughs> slightly obscure mammals, the better. So that's where I stand on. The more chaotic, the more we love, the more we stand. Yep. I love that. I mean, I get, is there anything more fandom in a nutshell than it's chaos and it's terrible and we love it so oh much. God. Yeah. I truly thought it was just Sonic going through little loop-de-loops oh. and I just, my brain is broken. <laughs> I've been on a ride today. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel different. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Oh I can't gosh. wait for you both to Google to your heart's content. Oh my God. So, so many much to links explore. and stuff that I get to post. I thought Kingdom Hearts was a lot, oh, but it turns goodness. out Sonic Sonic is the, the melodrama of melodramas. Yeah, oh, yeah. it a run for its money. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Go through it and More then race. when you're done, move right into the Cars universe. <laughs> 
We'll okay. give you the same pleasures. Oh my gosh. Okay, we have to stop here because I have three million questions, and that has to be a different episode. Honestly, oh so. me too. I have as many questions. Oh my god. Okay. Well, you all have your marching orders on what to Google. Um, and I feel drunk. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, we're gonna give Steph a little second, oh. and uh, <laughs> at the end of every episode, we like to share our micro fandoms of the week, which we will do in just a moment. But before we do, uh, let's talk about how you uh, can support the show. There are many free ways and they, whatever way you can support us, uh, we love you and they would be greatly appreciated. So the first, you can join us on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook at Fandom Show Pod, or you can look up The Fandom Show on Facebook. Uh, we have a page. You can also join our chat on the From Superheroes Discord. So look us up there and we can chat. Uh, if you have ideas for future episodes or you want to catch up on past episodes or you just want to say hi to us, uh, you can also visit our website at http colon slash slash. Do we even have to say that part anymore? I don't know. What's cool? Um, Thefandomshow.com. <laughs> uh, please tell all of your friends about us. And please, if you can get on your podcast provider of choice, though, principally Apple Podcasts, and do a little rate review and subscribe. Even a one-sentence review or a one-word review helps us move up in the charts. You can you can name uh, Sonic Sonas. You, you can... Like sexy bet. Yeah, you can tell us what you would drop if you were hit Sonic style um, oh, in, in real life. Would love that. And every single review get we get, every new listener we get, is just another person that helps us grow and helps us cover more fandoms and talk to more wonderful, wonderful people and have more fan fans. Uh, we read them all and they make our, our little nerd hearts so happy. Uh, so uh, thank you to those who have and thank you in advance to those who will. Uh, and the show will always be free, but if you have a couple extra bucks uh, burning a hole in your pocket, uh, you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thefandomshow, where you can throw a couple of bucks our way. Uh, we'll give you a shout out. Uh, you can get in our monthly newsletter. Uh, and we're also starting uh, a new monthly trivia. Uh, whoever wins our monthly hard nerd trivia, I will give a little shout out to on uh, on the internet. Uh, so check it out. And thank you so much to those uh, who currently support. And last but not least, our theme song is by Yusu Kim. And our logo is by the wonderful John Blair. Meow, meow, and meow. now to our micro fandoms for the week. Um, starting with you, Steph. Okay, so... Uh, the week that we are recording this, some hot news dropped uh, from the Spice Girls. You know, that current relevant thing, the Spice Girls. <laughs> but apparently, Mel B uh, said that her and uh, uh, Ginger Spice had a queer affair while they were uh, actively in the Spice Girls, which we all speculated. We speculated forever. It seemed so obvious, and now it's confirmed, and I just can't stop thinking about it. I'm, I'm so happy. Uh, my favorite Spice Girl is Ginger Spice, and Gaia's favorite Spice Girl is Scary Spice, so the fact that they were the two gay ones, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Kaya, what's, what's your fandom of the week? Well, I'll keep things gay, because why not? Um, <laughs> I uh, have been thoroughly enjoying All Stars 7, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. It is uh, a wild ride. Uh, all of the performers have been so, so wonderful, but I'm personally uh, have spent, I have personally spent the last uh, month or so just absolutely standing Jinx Monsoon. Uh, she is so talented. Uh, I've been thoroughly enjoying her podcast, watching all of her like shows, all of this uh, ancillary content and she is so good and so talented and I just I want her to win so bad I want her to win so bad y'all she's got a twitch <laughs> now she was playing Fall Guys for a bit it, it was, was very uh, cute yeah. I find her delightful and like, just such a talented good good she's good she's good, good. good. she's good as what she is <laughs> so that's what I've been uh, fanning out about uh, Jonas what are you what's your micro fandom for the week my micro fandom is I've been watching this new show called The Bear 
Yes, on I've been FX. hearing about this. This show is fantastic. Yeah. It's about cookery, kitchenery, like an intense, intense day to day of working at a fast paced uh, sandwich shop in Chicago. And it's like bit by bit, like, this is a show all about unpacking toxic masculinity and how it affects uh, people in the kitchen, which is a very per- pervasive space yes. for it. Yep. And the way that it evokes what's going on in our protagonists' heads while also doing that classic thing of, like, uh, that is like you know when good TV brings a bunch of characters together and they don't like each other at first and then they learn to like respect each other and then love each other. Oh, yeah, my favorite trope. We love that journey and the bear does it just so excellent, excellently. The food on the show is delicious and I, I also, I, like, I'm a big foodie. I love, I love fine dining. So for it to like be exploring the, the dialogue or the, the different cultures between um, more casual, like mom and pop restaurant, and the drama there, and also the drama in a high end fi- fine dining restaurant, mm. is so incredibly up my alley that <laughs> it's it's dangerous. Like I'm obsessed with this show. Um, so that's I'm that's what I'm obsessing about oh, right now. Hell yeah! I've heard nothing but wonderful things. I've been meaning to check it out. So that is just a, one more endorsement on the pile. It's so good. Amazing. Uh, thank you so much, Jonas, for being here. Uh, if people want to find you, where can they find you? Anything you want to plug for us? Oh, I'm out there at Ajonis Charlie on Instagram and nothing else. That's the only platform <laughs> I will, I mean, unless you want like my number, then just DM me. <laughs> I'm probably more active there. Um, uh, definitely check that out. I would also love to shout out a uh, recent stand-up taping that I did that <gasps> is out now for wa- watching purposes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have an episode of JFL's new wave of stand-up that just dropped on CBC Gem. Hell, yeah. Yep. Amazing. A little bit of uh, comedy there for you to check out. So, yeah, if you find me on Instagram, I'll have a link to that. And... Uh, enjoy like a little 10 minutes of stand up. Amazing. We'll also definitely make sure to post that on our socials to, to amplify. Let's so check that out. out. There'll hey. be lots of nice little gems on the, on our socials That's for you today. So oh, yes. Uh, amazing. Well, uh, till next time, love the things you love and tell everyone about them. Bye. 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 The Fandom Show is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.